Welcome to the Sisterhood of the Traveling Gee, where we travel around to connect with women and connect women with resources. Today we're going to be talking with Misty Davidson, a black belt out of Impact Jiu-Jitsu in Clackamas, Oregon. We're going to go through where she started and how she got where she's at. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Misty. I just earned my black belt in jiu-jitsu. Congratulations. Thank you. It was horrible, but fun. And uh, I've been doing it for 16 years. Um, when I began, there were no women. I didn't know that women did jiu-jitsu. The gym lied to me and said, yeah, we have women. <laughs> and there were not any women there. You, you're the woman. Yes. But luckily, everybody was really nice to me at that gym, and they were a bunch of big, huge guys that a few of them ended up going to the UFC, but I had one little Hispanic boy named Ricardo that was 12 years old, (laughs) and me and him loved each other, and I'm so grateful that he was there, because maybe I wouldn't be here today if he wasn't there, even though everybody was nice to me, because what am I going to, you know what I mean? They're all like, oh, sweet little girl, but I can't actually pull shit off on them, you know? So, so luckily, was it like a, a size pairing thing? Was that the, the biggest benefit? Just having, yes. And okay. we were similar skill too. Like these oh, guys came gotcha. in, they had all like accomplished wrestlers in college, mm-hmm. 200 pounds. I want to be in the UFC. <laughs> you know, they weren't mean to me, but they're just like, pick me up, set me down. Like, oh, you're so cute. You know? <laughs> so um, I am so glad that Ricardo was there. And that's where I began. That's actually not where I began. Began. You want me to go where I? Yeah. Where did that? you actually start? Um, my ex-husband and my son started jujitsu, and uh, they were like, "Do it, do it, do it." But they did it with my husband's friends, and I'm like, "They're gross. You're sweaty." I said rude things like, "That seems pretty gay." <laughs> I don't care what you guys are doing out there. It's weird, you know. There were mats in the garage, and for four years, I said no. I don't want to do it. And um, then one time a girlfriend of mine was like, I'll go out in the garage and learn some stuff with you. And I was like, okay, that felt different with a woman. You know, and it's not some sweaty, gross boy that I don't want to touch that's your friend. It feels awkward. It's my husband's friends. And so she went out there and he taught us like just positions, just basic positions in a rear naked choke. And I was like, oh yeah. The next day I went to Braveheart gym and joined. Nice. And then it, it felt different when it was strangers. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why. It just felt different when it was strangers, and uh, that's where I began. Okay. So how many? How where'd your, where did your journey lead to bring you to Impact? Because that's where you're teaching now, right? Yes. Okay. So I was at Braveheart for a year, and uh, I was under this man named uh, uh, Marcelo Burgo, and he was like only he was only here for one year on a visa to work for, and so you're just coaching for one year and had to go back to. Uh, Brazil. Okay. Is that right? Brazil. Yeah, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> he was from there. <laughs> His accent was very, very strong, and he was so fun and so great and so good to me, but uh, there's a lot of language barrier. Mm. And so it wasn't a bad experience, but uh, when I left, when he left, when his visa was up, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I, I just felt devastated. I didn't know other gyms. I know nothing. So I went with the boxing coach there, and we left because the owner was a dirtbag. And we went to another gym that he just brought me to, and I did boxing for a year, which was a great experience. I actually got pretty much privates five days a week for an entire year of boxing. But I knew that wasn't for me, and I knew at some point I was going to have to go back to jiu-jitsu. 
So I started searching around and uh, I found SPG. And SPG is actually, I don't like the way they go about business now, but as far as their fundamentals program, and at the time they were really great, but their fundamentals program is solid. It continues okay. to be solid. It is a great fundamentals program and I was there for two years and I am so grateful for the things that they taught me. My fundamentals, I teach fundamentals because I had that and I don't feel like we get it offered here. Okay. Everybody comes in and they want to teach the fanciest stuff and not teach basic jujitsu. And I was given that, so I want to give that to others. So I choose to teach a fundamental class on Saturdays. And so that was really, really great, but they started changing like the dynamic of how they do business there, and I don't really like that. But I do still love SPG and the people there and the coaches there and all those things. But it just wasn't working for me anymore. So I started searching around again, and I found a live MMA, which... Um, is very was very unhealthy environment okay. mentally and mentally and physically abusive with a sociopath as a coach but you know those people that are abusive that they're like really really great sometimes like he my car's broke down he gives me his car I, I, I need a loan he gives me the money but then he also did very mentally and physically abusive things and I stayed there for five years like a freaking idiot <laughs> And I also, there's also this thing inside me that I felt like quitting would mean I was weak. And I don't want to be seen as a woman that's weak. And uh, so I feel like white belt, I kind of let a lot of bad stuff happen to me. Blue belt, I just raged through like, fuck off to everybody. And then at purple, I became a coach. And there was a man named Chris Bauer that was also a coach. And he was like, you're an example now. Like would you want your students behaving the way that you do? And I was like, eh. <laughs> not really. <laughs> so I feel like uh, I stopped going to the abusive guys class. I only started going to Chris Bauer's class. And I really started thinking about what it is, how I should behave as a student, how I would want my students to behave. And uh, I was in a lot safer space. The bad things weren't happening to me anymore. And so I really changed as a person. It really calmed my temper down. I learned to communicate better. Like, it was good for me to start coaching very much. For, did that, did that um, help you in your personal life as well? Everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. I was very... What is, I don't know what the word for it. When something happens, well, it'll just be like, fuck off! Like... <laughs> And we can't talk to people like that. Yeah. And there's so many people that I told to fuck off and you're just a big mean idiot or whatever. And then they ended up, they really did want to be good training partners. And I hurt their feelings. And then two, three years down the line, they actually became amazing training partners. And that's not the way I should have went about that. So I communicate way better now with big dumb boys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. And they come around a lot faster if you come at them in a nicer way. <laughs> I think most people do. Right. Okay, so how, so after a live, was there another stop? Um, well, I was with that great coach and everything was going fine, but we were both brown belts. I'm sorry, purple belts. And I knew I was getting close to brown and I was not going to go back to that head coach. So there was no way I was going to belt there because okay. a brown belt can't give a purple belt a belt. Yeah. So I knew it was getting close. Like, I need to make a decision. I have to leave here. And then the owner started just trying to weasel his way back in. And I'm like, this is it. This is the thing I needed. I'm leaving. So I started searching around again and checked out a bunch of gyms. And when I came here to Impact, 
there's a vibe here. I wish I would have came here so much sooner. <laughs> it's safe. It's fun. The people are nice. It's just an amazing culture here. I'm like, you can't change the past, but I wish I would have came here a long, 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 long time ago. If I could have went from SPG to here, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have raged through blue. And But yeah, I'm so happy here. I belong here. And I started coaching pretty soon after I started started and started fundamentals program here I'm kind of weird about women's classes people don't agree with it but uh, I teach um, both genders in my class I, I'm just really happy here this Good. is where I belong so throughout that journey how was your competition life um at white I was scared because I thought all the girls would be mean yeah <laughs> like they're all just like these mean mean girls and they're gonna hurt me and um, I went to a women's camp, I was blue belt, and I went to a women's camp in Seattle. And I was writing up with Amanda Lowen and uh, Leah. Was and this, uh, which women's camp was this? We used to do awesome women camps in Seattle. They haven't done, I think the woman that owned the gym doesn't own a gym anymore. Okay. But she would get like Mackenzie Dern and these amazing big names and we'd get together for three days and it wasn't like, like we hung out, like we'd have lunch together and have dinner together after like we were all together like these famous people like kicked it with us it was i it was like <laughs> that's pretty awesome. neat and i'd never seen so many women and on the way up they were purple belts at the time and they were like why don't you compete i'm like mm -mm, mean girls no way i can't get hurt and they're like well we're going up to this camp and you know we're paying quite a bit of money and people are coming from california canada everywhere idaho to do this so these are you understand these are serious girls about jujitsu i was like yeah and she's like, so these are the girls you're going to compete against. I was like, okay, I believe that. So then I was like, and I didn't even know if I'm really a blue belt because I only have big, mean guys. I don't know where I stand. There's no other women, really, you know? Yeah. So they were at SPG. I wasn't with them. So when I got up there, I kicked the living shit out of blue belts. I was like, oh, my God. First of all, I'm really a blue belt. And not, they weren't mean. They were really, really nice. <laughs> so I remember riding back in the car. So they're like, so what did you what did you discover? I was like, I'm really a blue belt. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, and the girls are really nice. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'll compete. <laughs> <laughs> so I did my first competition and Ashley Force was there and uh, she's so nice. You know her. Yeah. She's so nice. And like when we step on the mat, it's serious. Like yeah. we we're going to kill each other. But before we get on and when we stop off, we're like, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and she was fun. She taught me how to tie my belt right. Like, <laughs> I am so happy that my first experience, I met, I think, three girls that were just awesome. They were all so nice. And two of them I've really kept in my life. And then I'm so, just so glad I had that great experience. And to be perfectly honest, I have never been hurt in a competition ever, which maybe that's part luck. <laughs> but I do as part that women are not assholes, you know? Yeah. We're, we're all pretty nice. Like... <laughs> We're technical. We don't want to break each other. We just want to win, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, not what I expected, but when I started it, uh, like I said at the gym, you don't know where you stand. I didn't know I was a blue belt. So when I did that, you get to know where you stand. It's real. There's nothing more real than going against your gender, your size, your peer. And uh, I got to take those videos back to the gym and give it to my coach and have things to work on. I was like, oh, wow, this is a huge learning tool. And that intensity, too, I feel like for self-defense and real-life reasons, I get to feel something that I would never feel here at the gym. I'm never, ever, ever going to roll that hard here at the gym. I'm never going to fight that hard. 
I never have somebody coming at me like that. So it's a good thing, I think, if something bad happened to me, I've felt some intensity, you know? Okay. So did that kick off like a competition streak or did you just, are you a hobbyist or? I feel like I've tried to do somewhere between two and four a year. Okay. I don't like to compete too much because I do have a ridiculous prep that I, if I don't do it perfect, I didn't win. Yeah. I don't know why I'm like that. And it's, I, it's a mental thing. I really think competition is very mental, but if I have my five week thing, I do it perfect. I already won. I walked in the door and I'm like. Ha ha, thank you all coming for, I can take first. And if I didn't do it, I'm like, oh man, I should have done this and I should have done that. And I don't do as well. So that really intense thing I put on myself, I can't do that too much, but it's also really, really good for me. Gotcha. So now that you've got your black belt and you have this fundamentals class, are there any other things that you'll be adding to your plate as far as the community? Um, that's the thing I was saying about women because I've always been, well, when I started, there were no women. Exactly. And then it started that there were women, but there were no women coaches. And then women coaches came along finally, but we were all expected to do women's and kids classes. And that pisses me off. And I feel like men have a lot to learn from us. A lot. And we have a lot to offer that men can't offer. And so no women taught men. And I said, I don't want to get pushed into that box. And so I have never, ever, ever taught a women's class. And a lot of people have opinions on that. And, but I stand by that. And I only want to teach once a week because I have a full-time job. I have a lot going on in my life. I don't want it to take away from my personal training. So once a week is just what works for me. So I, I, I do that. But whenever there's like a women's events, girls and geese, self-defense classes, I always try to be there, especially self-defense classes. So hopefully we can get new women in because I feel like new women is probably me. Those girls are mean. They're, they're, so I like to go to those things where I can reach out to the women that are thinking about doing it, but they're scared and see an upper belt woman and be like, oh, she's nice. <laughs> So I feel like that's what I do is really try to attend all the women's events I can, even though I'm not the one that really wants to organize them. Gotcha. So it's interesting because I never put in, I never even thought about, you know, at one point in time there were no women and then at another point in time or throughout time there were no women coaches. When did you meet your first like women, like a woman that actually coached? At SBG, Amanda Lowen, I was a white belt really? and she was a blue belt. Okay. Yeah. And she, she's at a 10th planet now, right? Yes. Okay. So she left SPG also. Gotcha. And did she, was that like a, a women's class or just she was there and also uh, she was She just um, coached. Okay. Yeah. But at the time, what happened was the owner of the gym just decided, this is part of my reason for leaving too, that he was just tired of, Matt Thornton was just tired of coaching lower belts, purple belt and above. That's all I want to teach from now on. And there was this time where they didn't have coaches, so they were just desperate. Mm. So five days a week, they had a different blue belt teaching every day, and they didn't have any upper belts to even coach the class. So I think that's why Amanda kind of got thrown into that. But it was my first women coach, but also I was almost a blue belt, and there was a lot of questions that I had that I wasn't getting answered, and I knew I had to go somewhere that had upper belts coaching. And I... I've never been able to train at night. So there were great coaches at night. I just couldn't go. So, but, and I think that's how Amanda got through, which now she is a phenomenal coach. 
But if I think that wasn't the scenario, they wouldn't have let a woman coach. And then after that, I have never had a woman coach since Tracy Chapman. Really? Yep. Okay. There were none at Alive. I was the women's coach. There were no other. So they're not a, there's not a lot. There's still not a lot. I agree with that. I've, I've, I think I've seen a couple of women wrestlers that coach the women's team mm -hmm. or the girls team, like the high school team. Um, I, I know there's a couple down in Texas. They own a couple. There's two that own gyms right. and they coach full time. But that's a different dynamic when you actually own the gym. Like you're you're not being brought in as hey come help come coach. It's, right. I own the that's place. I run the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that I think about it, I I I've definitely trained with a lot of women upper belts, but not not been really being coached by them. Right. I mean, other than you, Tracy, Ash, and Ashley, mm -hmm. that's that's about it. How have you seen the culture change from when you first started oh my gosh, to now? Yes. Like, yes. like, holistically and also as a woman. Well, before when I came in, I think it's true for everybody, not even just being a woman, it was sink or swim. Okay. So you come in, you get the shit beat out of you, you either <laughs> you hang or you don't. If, if you don't, who cares? Nobody cares. Like, you're weak. Get out. You know? And uh, it was scary and injurious, and I feel like the people that really needed this the most, the, the weaker people that could have used this, were gone so fast. And then the strong ones, we all need it, but we didn't need it as much because we're pretty strong people, you know? But the people that really needed it in their life would never have stayed. And as time passes, just a culture, not just women, on a whole, we're all learning to train smarter, not harder. Beating the shit out of each other isn't the way. We all want to do this late in life. I'm 45. I want to do this till I die. I can't do that, you know? I can't physically train for the rest of my life if I train that way. So as a whole, jujitsu on a whole has completely changed. We look at it differently. Before, if you, drilling was like, like weak people drill. <laughs> And what? now, like, that's a fundamental. That's what drillers I know. Are, drillers make killers yeah. now, you know. Like, yeah, but they're like, "What are you doing, drilling? Just do it." And I'm like, "It's oh, kind of hard." <laughs> so yes, everything has changed, and I feel like now, and especially if you're in the right gym, and here is definitely the right gym when somebody can come in. It doesn't matter who you are, what your body type is. Maybe you're a little bit out of overweight, or maybe you're shy, or uh, we make you feel welcome and we try to everybody wants something different so somebody wants the shit beat out of them some people want you to be more fragile with them you know <laughs> that we are uh, for everybody as an upper belt how do you figure out that dynamic between each of the students or, or I feel like the... it's a purple belt thing yeah you I don't think you should I don't think anybody should get their purple belt until they learn it I don't give a crap how uh, good your technique is but not everybody agrees about that but it's a feel when you touch somebody and start rolling with them, you feel it. Okay. And uh, I think you should know that to get your purple belt. That's really interesting. And you, you feel when somebody is like, you're doing too much or you're going too hard. It's like a dance. Yeah. I've had a couple of people, that's the, one of my favorite sayings is there's three levels. It's either you're playing checkers, chess, or battleship. Like, right? <laughs> it's all dependent on you. <laughs> right? Okay. And I also, I have compared it to, uh, like, relationships in life, like, um, not, to, not, not to be sexual in any way, but, like, every relationship that you're in, that's, they're never the same. The way you deal with each 
person. They're a whole different person. Every, you know what I mean? They're an individual. You cannot compare this relationship to that relationship. Everyone is its own individual thing. Every single person on this mat I have a relationship with that is different than the other. And they're not comparable. And the higher you get, you learn to tune into that. And so, yes, I have so many different relationships and every one of them is different. If you were to take something away and, and put it five years from now to improve the community as a whole, what, what would that be? Or, or would there really be anything? Oh, my gosh, that's a hard question because we've come so far. I know, right? <laughs> Especially hearing, like, the stories. Like, I never even thought about no women coaches or trainers or upper belts. Like, I think it would be so intimidating to come in and we're like, we're all the same level? Okay. Right. I got questions, though. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, there's always room for improvement. I mean, we're always talking about how we can do things better. But it's... I guess there is one thing that I do in my class and everybody laughs at me, but um, I feel like the girls communicate really well. Not all of them, but um, when I came in, white belts don't talk. Shut your fucking mouth. And uh, I got hurt a lot because of that. And I don't like that. So when I started coaching my class, I thought a way of how I could help from the day one to help people communicate. Because you don't know how to communicate. You don't even know the right words when you first come in, you know, and the boys, they're all like, I don't talk about my feelings, you know, and I, if I say that they're being too intense, that's weak, and the boys are the worst about talking to each other. <laughs> so I, I have um, two minute drills, and then I have communication time, and I like call it that, which everybody laughs at Misty's communication time, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, and so I get I get whatever I want and you have to give me exactly what I want topic of the day and um, I want the pressure I want if I want to do the same thing over and over again if I want to do all the things just one thing it's my time and I get whatever I want and your only job is to give me what I want and so before we start I communicate that with you and they learn like I want 50% I want 70% I want to do this move that's too much like that and then then after they're done they get 30 seconds of communication time and then they swap and and um, I have watched my students in the regular classes and they'll just be like little white belts and they'll be like um you're going a little bit hard I feel like you should take it back to about 60% and I really just want to work on this one thing and that would never ever ever happen so I wish that we could get all the people even the boys <laughs> to be able to comfortably talk to each other without that like stigma of and I think it's also like a male thing. It's like our culture too. Like, shut up, be strong, be a yeah. man. And that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that for me personally, I'm sure there's a million other things yeah. and I am working my hardest to change it in my little class and they laugh at me, but I don't care. So for your fundamentals class, was that something that you, you pursued or was it something that was gifted? I pursued it. There was a guy that was coaching it, and um, he was not doing a very good job. Okay. I don't think. And uh, he actually ended up being a really bad guy. But um, at the time, they didn't know. But he, I don't know. I just, I just saw things kind of going south on that day. So I prepared this whole presentation to Tracy about I want to change the time of the class. I want to change the dynamic of the class, and I, this is what I have to offer, Impact Jiu-Jitsu, and it doesn't exist, and I want men and women, and I want to teach just fundamentals, and 
and it's lacking, and these are the reasons why. And I so ready. And I came in, and I didn't even know if they'd be willing to change the time. Like, I feel like I was asking so much. So I'm just ready. I practiced it. And I went to Tracy, and she barely let me talk, and she's like, it's yours. I'm like, no, no, no. I have this whole, listen to how I'm going to change the dynamic of the jam and communication. And I'm going to, you know? And she's like, Misty, stop it. It's yours. <laughs> so I didn't even get to give my presentation. That's awesome. But, okay. but yeah, I had a plan, and I am putting that plan in action, but uh, I didn't have to sell myself so hard. <laughs> With, since you've taken over the fundamentals, have you seen a lot of the, the lower belts, their jujitsu progress at a faster rate? Or Yes, and another thing that really surprised me is when I started this, I thought that I would have white and blue belts, but I have everybody. Like, there was a black belt in my class today. And um, I feel like a lot of times I thought this. I thought that uh, people get blue and then definitely purple. They're like, oh, I'm too good for that. Oh, that's boring. And I think that's why a lot of coaches don't teach it because they think that it's boring. I want to be exciting. I want to be fun. I want to teach all this fancy fun stuff that everybody's <laughs> like, oh, that's so, so cool. And so I, but that's not true. All the belts were like, oh my God, I need reminded of fundamentals. I need, and I did it for myself too, because I need reminded of it. And I was very, very surprised that my class is everybody. So, yeah, yeah. you even have people coming up from other, the other impacts. Just Salem, they sure drive all they... the way from Salem every Saturday, which is, I, that's a long time it is. to drive. <laughs> yes. And, you know, Chance was here today. He trains at another gym, but he just drops by on a case. It's, it's, not what I expected at all. In a, I'm assuming a positive way. In a way. very, very positive Good. way, yes. <laughs> and I know they, and I don't care about being fancy because uh, it says fundamentals. They know what they're getting into. I don't have to be cool and fancy. I'm going to teach solid, basic stuff. And that's what wins. When I compete, I don't com win with some barambolo. <laughs> I get on top and grind that shit out. <laughs> you know, like... Hold them down, I, you know, get on top and win. Like, it's not fancy, it's not pretty. It's... I didn't know that you had trained at four other gyms before you found this place. Yep. So it was definitely just the vibe when walking in. Um, yes, yes. The, you know, also, when I looked at all the head coaches of all the gyms, everybody's nice, and I know them all because I've been training for so long, but the Chapmans, nobody says anything bad about them. I don't care what gym you go to, nobody says anything bad about the Chapmans and they're a little bit older like me and they are smaller people like me and I had trained with big you know a lot of big muscly whatevers and I was like you know it would be really great to ro to have my head coach look like me and that was a huge and it was it went well it was right <laughs> and like nobody like, if, I don't know if you've been out and about, but nobody says anything bad about them. Everybody loves them. The last thing I want to touch on is, it sounds like there was a couple of gyms that you went to where it was a really toxic or hostile environment. One. Or one. <laughs> yes. So for anybody who's brand new in the community and they find themselves at a gym that they've, they just find. It's a Google map search and it's the one that they found and it's the only one, whatever the reason. How do you know that this is a toxic gym? This is not a, a gym for me and I shouldn't move on. Um, well, how people treat, there's a lot of like uh, comments that I ignored that were like misogynistic, racist, 
for one, at a good gym, those comments are not going to be tolerated. Um, when things happened that were bad to me, like that guy hurt me, they'd say you're fine. That's not okay. If okay. you say I'm hurt, then it should matter. When things happen to me, like this guy is sexually harassing me and he won't leave me alone, they say, ha, 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 that's just the way he is. No, no. Okay. <laughs> when I, so it's like when things make you uncomfortable and you go to the head coach and say, these things make me feel uncomfortable, if they don't take those seriously, that's a huge thing. Let me think. How many women are there? Okay. I, I don't, I, women came and went, came and went, came and went, and I'd be so sad they left. <laughs> they were all smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> so how many smaller people are there? How often are you getting hurt? How, when you roll, does it feel playful and fun? Or do you feel like you're just getting your face smashed in the mat every day? You know what I mean? We should all, it's like that when I said that we should feel each other out, yeah. they should be able to feel you out and let you work. If nobody's letting you work, how are you supposed to learn, you know? So yeah, but the, the biggest thing is how you feel matters. When things feel uncomfortable, that matters. And something should be done about it if you feel uncomfortable. Okay. And I feel like all of those things were ignored and I was just like, okay, I guess I, I don't wanna be a whiny little girl. But that's not true. Yeah, okay. And usually I just think the boys the small guys don't like it either, but there's that whole culture with the men that I was yeah. talking about. So they're going through the same thing we're going through. So not only am I fighting for just me or fighting for the women, I'm fighting for like all the small people. <laughs> like we deserve to be good at, learn how to be good at jujitsu too and not get hurt. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Are you, you going to compete this year? Um, we've all, all the girls actually, and if you get your blue belt, you can join us. <laughs> All the girls said that um, next year for Worlds, we're gonna get a, a house, if, depending on how many we get, maybe a place, but maybe I had like a cool house with a pool and stuff in Vegas. And uh, so as long as plans stick together, that sounds really fun. Nice. Um, competing at Black Belt is pretty fucking scary in the Masters Division. I, but the Masters Division in Black Belt means that that person could have been a Black Belt for one year, like me, you know? A week ago, like me, or they could have been a black belt for 20 years. So that's, but you know, nobody's gonna hurt, nobody's gonna kill me. <laughs> so why not? And it's, okay. I think all the girls going together is like, is me, Angela, Ashley, Tracy, we've all agreed that if everybody will go, we'll do it. So awesome. Yes, if, they, if I get belted up, I will join that team. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, but locally, I'm debating back and forth because going against I'm 45 now and I feel like some things have started to change in my body at about 40 and I continued to compete till 43 nothing bad happened but I'm just like I'm not 20 anymore so I I I, I keep saying I'm done I'm only gonna do masters and then I have these like who cares like what's gonna happen I'll die so I might go do a local one. I don't know, but I think if I do, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take it back on that like how hard I am. That like five week, you must go in, win, take it back a little. Oh, I'm here to have fun. Calm down. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not the end of the. You know, I'm just gonna try to be more relaxed about. It. Or you know, I am really torn. 
Okay, okay. But I do want to do Master's Division, which is travel and expensive and... Uh, yeah, it is. Traveling anywhere nowadays is expensive. Right. <laughs> but I do want to compete because no matter what level I am, it's really, really, really good for me. Okay. And so, yeah. Have you taken on personal personal people to, to train and coach and be in their corner um, during any of it? Like... The competitions? Oh, um... Because I, I know you were working with Bree for, for quite a while. But Bree's coach is Nick Delarty. She comes up from Salem, okay. so Nick is her coach. But um, Matt Lawson is... Yeah. Uh, he came in on day one, knew nothing, and I was his coach. And I have been his coach for over six years now. And uh, I awarded him his purple belt, which nice. felt so good. So if I can say there's any student that is, like, my very special to me, I go to... I've gone to many of his jiu-jitsu because I am his coach. Gotcha. From day one, he was in my class today. Yeah. Which not, I think a lot, I don't know a lot, a lot of coaches don't even get that. So it's been so amazing to watch him. Go from When I think about who he was, <laughs> they, and he's a pretty solid purple belt now, you know, like, and he also does MMA. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's, he's a, a title belt now so it's I don't go to his fights because I don't have the time to drive to bend or whatever <laughs> and he does have pretty great MMA coaches but he always gives me the videos I look it over we go over like he he just won the title fight I'm so proud of him but I looked over the video and I was like mm, let's fix this 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 and this yeah. so I am still his coach even in MMA Nice. So I would say, over the years, I've had a lot of great students that mean a lot to me, that come and go, but Matt has just been really special sense. to me. Yeah. How has your boxing played into, you said you took a couple of years to do boxing. Yeah. How has that uh, complemented, or has it complemented any of your other jujitsu skill sets? Well, we don't really use it here. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I do feel like... I would like to be a well-rounded person, and so I have something standing. I, you know what I mean. I, I'm not clueless, <laughs> so I'm glad I have it. But you know, in jujitsu, nobody likes says, "Why don't we box for a bit before we go to the ground?" It just doesn't happen. And I am, I chose jujitsu. I knew jujitsu was my path because there's no striking. Gotcha. And I don't think striking is good for you. So I'm happy I have the knowledge I have, but I don't have a lot of interest in pursuing that any more than I do have just because for safety and I'm 45 and but I'm glad I did it. I don't regret it. It's really fun when nobody punches you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter keeps trying to get me into boxing and I just, I can't do it. Like hitting mitts yes. is so fun and the greatest workout and... But you put another person over there, it's different. <laughs> Yes. I remember, oh, this is a funny story. I was in boxing and I was sparring against this girl and everybody talks about kidney shots and I see him in MMA. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it yeah. doesn't look like I hurt that bad. And um, she punched me in my kidney and I didn't know and it didn't even hurt that bad. It, it didn't hurt that bad. But all of a sudden, my body shut down like nothing worked. I fell to the ground. I felt zero pain and I looked up at my coach, but I felt something in my, I knew it was something here. So I was holding my side and I looked up at him and I had this look of confusion and he was laughing. Like he's laughing his ass off because he knew what was going on. And I go, my body doesn't work, but I don't know why. <laughs> 
and I he, didn't know that happened. He was laughing so hard, and then it's like this crazy delayed reaction where I was like, ow! Oh my, like, and then the pain comes. And when he could get himself together from laughing his fucking ass off because of the look, the totally confused look on my face, he was like, that's a kidney shot, Missy. I'm like, your body just doesn't work? He's like, yeah, it just shuts all that shit down. You just fall and can't move. I was like, what the fuck? I had no idea. I'd never felt anything like it and how delayed it is. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> why won't my body move? So, yeah, I don't, it's a good lesson to learn. It's a good to understand that about yourself. But no, I don't need to be getting those things happening. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for coming to visit from Texas because we love having you guys. Oh, thank you. I'm this so is my favorite spot. Is it? This one, this one touches my soul. Yay. Come back home. Yeah. Not Portland, but Impact. Well, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's funny. On our way up here, Andrew kept saying, he's like, just think it's an abusive relationship. Like, they, it, it's beautiful, and it'll tell you it's changed, and just move back, and it'll be fine, and then you were going to get here and be like, what the fuck did we do? Yeah. No, don't come back. So I was just like, so it's heartbreaking. But yeah, this this is this is my originals place. Like everywhere right. I go now, this is what I compare it to. Really? And honestly, I haven't. Found. I found some places that are closed, but when it comes right down to it, like I found people, and I think that's what has really helped bridge it. I found the people that have right. the same vibe because there's good people. Yeah, in but I everywhere. have not found the place. Where, the vibe where the whole the culture yeah the whole community is like that but I found a couple of people and they're awesome and they've they've um, one of them actually just picked up our bluebell yeah and so she's like when are you gonna come and I was like I'm actually not gonna be back till January <laughs> oh you guys are here for a while yeah okay so okay. but yeah this is everywhere I go this is this is the standard <laughs> okay yeah I don't yeah I've only lived here so I don't know but yeah, it's this is this is where I belong. Yeah, I agree. And I feel safe here. Yep. Like everybody, like even the people I didn't know, I was just like, ah, oh, we're fine. Just tape your foot and tell them, don't grab it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of places, even in Texas, like, really? where you can go and be like, don't touch that. <laughs> right. Because you have to be able to train when you're injured. Yes. Yes. And be able to trust your partners to be able to train with you. Right. When you're injured, like, and then. The other thing is I found a place in Virginia that, that if we ever move to Virginia, that is the gym we're going to. You found a great place. Because it's it's this. Nice. It, it, I, I take that back. The one place I found that mirrors this culture is in Virginia. It's a break, It's called Breakaway Jiu-Jitsu. So if you're over there, visit. Visit there, okay. But they are amazing. Like okay. They took me in, and they were just like, are you going to stay? Like, And I was only there for two weeks, and I got the best training and the best people. That's so wonderful. <laughs> Actually, you're saying that when I say that alive – it was not a good, but there were amazing people there yeah. that I am still. And actually, I was like, come on, you guys. <laughs> and I brought a bunch of them. I brought Matt. I brought Caleb. I brought... <laughs> it's better over here. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, funny. I feel like there's great people. Yes, there's great people everywhere, but it's definitely challenging to find great gyms. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there there's plenty of them, but I, I haven't found one that met this standard. And the fun thing is, too, that you can travel and do it everywhere. Like, yeah. I went to Thailand and did awesome jiu-jitsu. Did like, you? I yeah. didn't realize that. I just looked at your food pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went to jiu-jitsu, too, and it was great. Really? Oh, my God. The, the coach was like, 
little, like smaller than me, and he was good. He was an amazing <laughs> black belt with a style I'd never seen in my life. So that's so fun when you travel to other places. We're really, it's a joke that we're really incestuous here in Portland. We all came from SPG. <laughs> oh, This really? gym is a break off of SPG. Almost every gym in Portland is a break off of SPG. It all began there. So yes, we have different styles and we have learned and the game has grown, but there is a truth to we all came from the same place. Your roots so are when there. you travel somewhere else, you're like, whoa, what are you guys <laughs> doing here, you know? <laughs> Exactly. So good for you. Yeah, I agree. That wraps up today's episode. You can find our next event at www.sottg.com. It's going to be a women's open mat held at Argyle Jiu-Jitsu Academy on February 12th, 2022. See you there. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends.